Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th to the 20th of July. Embrace the day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Here in Newcastle, we've had everything from airlines, chicken shops, health funds, ports and coal companies on the front of the jerseys and singlets of our national sides over many, many years But sponsorship deals are well and truly in their headlines at the moment, the latest being cricket test captain Pat Cummins, who says that he'll not feature in any promotional material for Alinta Energy during the final year of its multi-million dollar sponsorship deal with Cricket Australia. Now, this really grabbed my attention uh, as someone who spent a lot of time in and around sports teams. Sponsorship is essential. It's absolutely essential. But there's been a real switch in the last uh, 12 months in that players are having so much more say on who is and isn't on their on their jerseys. Of course, we had the issue with Manly, with the Pride jersey, which was supposed to be inclusive of everybody. But uh, sadly, it actually went the other way and uh, caused lots of issues down there at Manly. Joining me on the line now is uh, is somebody who is very, very intimately involved with the sponsorship world when it comes to sport. It is Alexandra Elshami from Clio Management. Good morning and welcome, Alex. Morning, Trace. How are you going out there? You're out at uh, Jets HQ at the moment. How's it going? Yeah, it's really good. We had a big win on uh, Saturday night, so we're uh, we're flying high at the moment. We've got another home game on Saturday, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, all right. Now, obviously, you would have uh, been like me. You would have been watching with great interest uh, when initially it was the netball side, the Diamonds, who uh, didn't want to wear their, uh, their uniform with uh, Gina Hancock's company on the front of it. And uh, now today we have uh, reports that our cricket captain won't do any any work for Alinta following a multi-million dollar partnership. Alex, this is a big concern. This pays for our sport. It pays for our sporting people. Where are we at at the moment with sponsorship and uh, and what our players will and won't wear? Yeah, Trace, you're right. It is a really big challenge for the sports market. Um, look, I think particularly with some of these really big sports where um, – you know, they, these are massive dollars, like the uh, Cricket Australia sponsorship deal um, that is in the, in the headlines as well is a $40 million deal. Like, that's mm. a lot of money. Um, these sports that actually have revenue uh, coming from uh, sponsorship as essentially their primary revenue stream, probably with some of these bigger sports, it's after broadcast rights, but they're big, big dollars. Uh, if, this, if this continues, we're going to have a real challenge in terms of how we pay for sport. Um and one of the biggest challenges is the fact that probably one of the most expensive parts of sport, uh, and, and we want it to be, is the, the, the payments that are made to players to actually play. So I'm not quite sure where we're going to get this money from if we're starting to become very, very, very specific and particular about which industry categories um, we're not prepared to actually have involved with our sports. So 
it's a big challenge for the sports industry. It really is. And, uh, you know, I can't see, as we said, you know, Alinta Energy is is a big deal. The cricket, the deal with, uh, with the Diamonds, with Hancock Prospecting, that's worth $15 million. Now, you're talking about netball, which lost $7 million in the last two years. This $15 million will go a long way, as you said, to plugging that gap, but also to play, paying these players. And that's where I really begin to find, you know, the, the problems and the questions in here. Are they prepared to take a, a cut of $15 million to their salaries? That's where we're at now. Yeah, that's exactly right. And look, it's not just, it's not as simple as just replacing these sponsorship deals. I mean, there's, it's no its no surprise that some of the biggest industry c- categories are also at times the most controversial in terms of, you know, the services or products that they that they supply and the way that they produce the, um, the products and services. So we're in this, we're, we're between a rock and a hard place because whilst we want to make sure that players absolutely have the right to... Um, to, to speak out about issues that they have from a moral and ethical and sometimes even religious perspective, we have to draw the line somewhere to protect and, and to ensure that we can actually deliver the entertainment and the sport um, that our fans want to see. So um, you're absolutely right. It's, it's a question of what replaces that money if you actually can't get a sponsorship deal at that level of investment. And one of the other big challenges that we have is sponsorship is only going to become more crucial to sport as the media fragments more and more. Mm. So broadcast deal prices and rights fees are coming down, which means there's going to be less revenue in the bucket uh, from a broadcast perspective. But we're also talking about some sports that don't get significant broadcast rights. So netball, for example, they need every sponsorship dollar that they can get to actually deliver the, the product and retain the players that they have in their competition. So whilst I support um, the importance of celebrities and people with high profile, you know, coming out and talking about things that they believe are important, we have to find a balance somewhere. And if we're going to have a situation where players um, refuse to wear branded apparel, their uniforms that have been um, that have been basically paid for um, by part of the sponsorship deal. <laughs> We're in a lot of trouble. We're, we're in big trouble. Now, Australian Diamonds captain um, Liz Watson, uh, she says that uh, they, they will wear it. They, they will wear it now. But she thinks that there's a disconnect between the players and the administration. Are we getting close to the time again, Alex, where we've got to get all of this together, show, show the players what the uniforms are going to be like? And is it almost an approval process before we actually go to that next step, which is really a concern? Yeah, look, I, I'm not sure whether an approval process, that's, that approval process has made me very nervous. Yeah. But what I do think, you, you've nailed it, we, we have to identify the player groups as key stakeholders and we have to engage them in the process. They need to be able to verbalise their concerns um, in the process of acquiring these partners or building these uh, relationships. And we have to be able to put these players in a room with the sponsors and say, these are our players' concerns. How do you how do you propose to address them? And nine times out of ten, you know, there's an opportunity there to actually have the sponsors create something with the players mm. that addresses those concerns. So maybe it is some type of funding program or initiative that addresses climate change, or it might be, you know, tapping into the sponsors' foundation and looking at ways that we can actually build um, responses to some of these concerns that are going to be shared by the public as well as the players. So I think we need to take it and look at how we actually make something positive out of it as opposed to, 
you know, just having these articles come out in the media and it creating a furor. I mean, we've seen what happened with cigarette sponsorship. Mm. You know, they were, they were outlawed. Um, there's been a really big push for the same to happen with alcohol sponsorship. Um, <laughs> we're going to be in a situation, though, if we keep actually, you know, banning particular industry categories from sponsoring, we're going to be in a position where we don't have a sports um, or an arts or a community mm. um, entertainment business. And, and, and that's where, you know, we're all then going to be saying, well, where can we get more money from? Absolutely. And look, as, as here in The Hunter, you know, we have, a, we have to walk that really, really tight line between, uh, you know, our coal industry, which uh, is what we've been built on. It's so, you know, it employs so many people. And, you know, we have a miners round for the Newcastle, you know, nights. It, it, it happens in association with Coal and Allied. You know, are we going to get to the point where, uh, you know, our players say, well, no, we don't want to be part of Coal and Allied anymore. You know, where is this going to end? Yeah, and I think it ends, or I think we address it, as you say, through education. Um, and, and we, as I said, we, we really need to ensure that we don't have that disconnect between players and player federations mm. um, and rights holders and, and the sports. And like I said, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about sport here, but this does apply to the arts and mm. community sectors as well. Um, so if we can actually really work to ensure that when we bring a new sponsor into a sport or into an arts organisation or a community organisation, that we do the work to actually educate, advise, inform all of the key stakeholders, but particularly those groups um, of players or artists or performers, etc., that essentially are going to be the face of those brands. So and you understand you. it, but mm. you, we understand the issue, but we've got to just work out how we deal with it in a more efficient, sort of productive way. And we've never looked at that before, have we? The players have never been a stakeholder group when it comes to uh, to sponsorship. It's, it's just been, well, this is how we pay your wages, so this is how it is. We've never had to look at them as a stakeholder group. No, and um, essentially a lot of the time players just see sponsorship as part of um, their obliga- as the player's obligation in terms of having to deliver X amount of community um, engagement or X amount of hospital visits or X amount of, you know, something that they've actually got to do from a marketing perspective. So one of the pieces of work that I encourage all rights holders to do in a lots of the organisations that I've worked in is to bring the, the players in, bring the player group in, explain what those engagements are actually about, explain why the sponsors are involved, and very importantly, explain the good that the sponsors are doing mm. within the communities that they operate. Absolutely, without a doubt. Now, obviously, the big one, as uh, as I mentioned at the outset, uh, that we've seen this year is, of course, the uh, the pride jersey that uh, that created all of the the hassles in in Manly. Now, that was simply a communication issue. There is no doubt about that. It it wasn't communicated properly, and it resulted in an absolute fiasco. It really does show the other side of the of the coin, which is that sponsorship does need to engage with those players and with the management of uh, of those players is because that's where it all comes unstuck. It does. And, and I think one of the challenges in sport is that, you know, our seasons are short. You know, um, we're always under-resourced in yeah. terms of delivering not just match day but all of the other things that actually wrap around sport. Um, the more we can actually be strategic, the more we can actually be proactive in what we, what we actually want to do to drive awareness of our sports and drive awareness of our partnerships, the more we can be planned, the more we can actually take time to ensure that we've covered all 
risk areas, mm. the better we'll be. And and that's just about people becoming more experienced and actually, you know, enga- as I said, engaging mm. um, more of the, um, the, the key stakeholders. Now, speaking of sponsorship and uh, and key stakeholders, we do have the Newcastle Jets at home this weekend to the Wellington Phoenix. It's going to be a great game, Alex. We're really excited. I mean, Arthur Pappas has got our guys well and truly pumped and ready to go. Um, they scored a great um, winning goal last Saturday night. So I am super excited to see how... We're going to go this weekend against the Wellington Phoenix. We had a really great turnout um, at the uh, at the stadium on the weekend with 7,000 people through the gates. Um, so we, we just want to keep growing that number. And post-COVID, there's no real excuse not to show up on um, on Saturday, Trace. Absolutely not. And, uh, and of course, uh, obviously have a look at that beautiful port of Newcastle. Uh, is it port of Newcastle on the front of the jersey or Amp Control? They're Port of Newcastle on the home strip, and uh, what a fantastic sponsor oh. the Port is. So, Amp Control's on our away strip, and we've got, we're really lucky at the Jets. We've got a couple of fantastic major partners Greater Bank, fantastic community partner. Um, so, we're super lucky, and, and mm. those three partners, I think, are a classic example of how we do things well. We engage all of our partners, we engage all of our, 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 our players. We're very, um, we're very lucky with those three partners that they understand the importance of sponsorship, but also how, um, what a fantastic multifaceted marketing tool sponsorship is. It can do so many things. So we really want to harness it, not try and, um, not try and sort of get rid of it. Absolutely, you're right. You've got a kindred spirit here, without a doubt. How's membership going? Membership's going really well. Once again, we've sort of got people coming back from, um, from the pre-COVID sort of time, um, we really we really want to make sure that we're, you know, giving all the information we can to previous members to, and, and listening to our previous members about mm-hmm. what um, they, they didn't like pre-COVID and what we can actually improve on. But we've got a fantastic uh, membership department in here now with some real experience and those numbers are, are growing every day, Trace. So once again, we really encourage members who were or people who were members previously to come and talk to us and let us know what they want to see change or what they want to see a little bit different um, in our in our jets moving forward and we're ready to listen and ready to make change. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. It uh, it was one that was just, it was getting more and more attention in the media and uh, I just really wanted to speak with an expert about where to from here and uh, and I think we know it's going to be a little bit of rocky, rocky roads for the next, uh, say, six to 12 months as we uh, as we find out, you know, how we are all going to go forward with this. But uh, we need sponsorship. We can't put our sports teams or our entertainment or our clubs or anything else out on the field and provide entertainment to people if we don't have sponsorship. Well said, Trace. 100% agree. Thank you, my friend. I will see you uh, out there on Saturday. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Trace. Thank you. Bye. That is uh, Alex El-Shami, who is uh, the director of Clio Management. She's been involved with uh, sponsorship and uh, sport for a long, long time. And she's uh, she's out at the Newcastle Jets at the moment, providing some fantastic advice. And she really is... Uh, an absolute industry leader who is based here in the Hunter and I uh, thank her for her time this morning. What do you think about sponsorship going forward? Are we going to come to the day where we can no longer have energy companies, gas companies, we can't have coal mines, can't have Centennial or Coal and Allied on the front of our jerseys anymore? 
it's certainly going to be uh, making that pond a little bit smaller and smaller. I know we got away with uh, with the ban on cigarette advertising. That uh, that seemed to – it was tough at the time, but we got over it. Um, but there's only so much money out there to go around. And uh, if we don't get sponsorship dollars, it means that we can't play – pay the players we can't do what we need to do so it's uh it's going to be a very very interesting quandary over the next uh 12 to 18 months you're with tracy mack on newcastle live with decades of media experience tracy mack brings you a smart fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix join tracy mack for newcastle in the morning weekdays from nine only on newcastle live